Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. What's up, everybody? Episode 124 is for the show. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are keeping things positive, keeping things moving out there on this world we call planet Earth. Guys, welcome back to the Standing Brothers Show. I'm your host, as per always, Jacob Standridge. Joe is out for today, per the usual on the Friday episodes. Uh, I got a good show for you guys. Got a lot of things I want to talk about. Uh, mainly the thing I was hinting at uh, last week. And uh, got some things talking about the uh, OSHA uh, mandate. And some things coming from the Kyle Rittenhouse case. So we're going to go. We're gonna talk about all these things today. Um, but I hope, hope everyone's having a great week. Hope everyone is... Uh, is doing doing something cool out there, and as we approach the holidays, I mean, the holiday season officially starts next week with Thanksgiving, so that's, man, that's crazy. It always sneaks up on us. I, I say that every year. I'm like, man, uh, Thanksgiving's literally less than a week away, and then we are riding to Christmas, even though some people start celebrating Christmas early, which I have no issue with. Uh People think I, I hate Christmas. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't. I love Christmas. Maybe Christmas music because it's just so sappy all the time. Uh, it, it can just weigh on me sometimes. But I, I, I don't hate it. I just I, I, I just don't go out of my way to seek Christmas music all the time. You guys can call me a Grinch or Bahambug. Uh, the Grinch, by the way, is an overrated uh, Christmas film. And I do not apologize for that statement. The... the uh, um, Jim Carrey one. Uh, Christmas Vacation is uh, uh, by far the superior Christmas movie. But this is not a Christmas movie podcast. This is a political and um, a cultural and social podcast. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to continue on forward. Uh, speaking for myself personally, I have had uh, some... Uh, it's been a very busy week. A uh, very busy week as far as uh, moving my life around. And uh, emotionally and mentally, it's been a very, very taxing, busy week for me. I uh, I made a, a a very well. I mean, I made two very big life changes this week. Uh, one was I made a career move. That, for the matter of keeping things private for myself, you know, I had had the same job, uh, the same career, uh, if you could call it a career, the same job for the last uh, eight years. Ever since I would turn seventeen, I've had the same. I've worked at the same company, doing pretty much the same uh, thing. I, I did, you know, I loved it. I loved I loved what I did. Love the people that I've met. Uh, some of the some of the longest lasting friendships I've ever had have come from where I worked, and I am forever grateful for that. I, uh, it, you know, the job wasn't glamorous, but when you have the right mindset and you apply yourself to succeed and to win at whatever you're doing, even if it's as simple as what I did. Uh, that's it can make life fulfilling, and I, I, you know, there was moments where I hated my job, which I think everyone can relate to. But uh, sincerely, it was fun, and it was an adventure, and you know, got a little misty-eyed whenever I left. I'm not gonna lie; uh, it's the only thing I've ever done, and to leave a little bit emotional for me. 
but uh, I am on to my next adventure in life, and I am looking forward to it greatly, as I kind of see this is where I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, hoping this is going to be the career path I'm going to stick on for the rest of my life, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited to finally find something professional that I can do uh, that's not going to mess with this. This will continue on, the the podcast, the writing, this will all continue on, but a little sad. Uh, I really enjoyed the people that I've worked with. It is funny. So I, I've had a very different mentality of, of where I work. Is it's, it can be very easy to be negative and to have a bad attitude uh, just due, due to the circumstances and the nature of the work. It can be very easy to fall into those traps. And many people do. And I don't, I don't necessarily blame them for that. But that's not the, that's not the path that I chose. Uh, I chose positivity as I try to, to, to do on this podcast all the time. And uh, there's a great quote that's, uh, you can't control your uh, circumstances, but you can control your reactions to them or the other way, the way that you respond to them. So that's kind of the way that I approached my job. And, you know, I try to approach life in general. I think it's important sometimes to remember that, uh, you know, me being in charge of a, a team of people, uh, you know, we, we can sit and pout and murmur, be like the children of Israel in our place but still end up exactly where we are or we can rise above and rise to the challenge and uh, accomplish something and I think that I was surprised on how many people whenever I left uh, I had I had an impact on I had a positive impact on and me not expecting anything coming from it it was a little so it was it was, it was humbling to know that perhaps a positive attitude a good kind word to people uh, just being generally nice to people uh, it, people will, they will remember that even after you're gone. And that's all I hope or hope for was just to leave a positive impact on someone, to leave somebody, uh, better than before I met them. I mean, that's all I can do as a human being is to do that to somebody and to show, uh, maybe a little bit of God's light on somebody. Uh, that's, that's, that's all I hope for in life is just to, just to, leave it a little bit better than I, than I, uh, than it was when I started. And I, I think, I think I accomplished that mission at my old job. And, uh, you know, I'm going to miss a lot of the people that I worked with, you know, a lot of, a lot of the friends who, uh, I've met there and still work there, uh, you know, not going anywhere, but it's just going to be sad not seeing some of the people that I really do, uh, care about greatly every day. But the other uh, life change that I've made is um, in reference to the article that I did post yesterday, uh, about this time yesterday morning, and it's entitled, uh, Why I'm Nuking My Social Media. Well, it's pretty uh, self-explanatory of uh, what I'm doing. So I, I did say this yesterday, and I said, uh, not yesterday, last week, and I did promise you guys that I would do a full explanation on that. The article is pretty self-explanatory about why I am... Uh, completely getting off of social media um, with a caveat there that I'll explain in a little bit. So uh, this was already, this was probably a few months in the working of me transitioning everything off of social media onto uh, my Substack and onto just getting away from the uh, culture of social media and all the things that go on on there. Uh, I do call myself a, uh, I do have a very much boomer mentality about the way I look at pop culture and society in general. 
Um, I don't get the trends. I don't understand them. I think they're kind of stupid. Like right now, uh, maybe it's in the past a few months, maybe I'm a few weeks late on this one, but there was a trend where people were stealing things and then posting it on uh, Instagram and TikTok as like this is a way to get famous. I, I don't want any part of a society or I don't want any part of a culture, whether that be on whatever platform that encourages the theft of property uh, for praise online or because you, you know, climb some milk crates that you're just all of a sudden, you know, I have to I have to stop what I'm doing to watch this. Uh, I don't want any part of that. And uh, Honestly, like I, I've said in the article, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. I'm not calling anybody out. That's not what I'm doing. But uh, no one, no one who posts pictures of themselves or posts pictures of of you know them doing whatever, I, I think deserves um, necessary praise. Not necessarily. Um, if you want to, that's fine. I I look go for it. But um, I. I, I don't like a culture that rewards people for just simply doing the bare minimum. Um, whenever in the past, it actually took talent and ability and skill uh, to become popular and to become um, famous. So I think we've created a culture that caters to the lowest common denominator when it comes to talent, when it comes to ability. Um, you actually had to offer the world something in return, whereas people now can literally just post pictures of themselves and become world famous and millionaires and billionaires. And I think that's completely backwards. And we have created a culture that rewards that kind of thing. So I, I, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. And that is alive and well on, it's alive and well mainly on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I, I mean, I think Instagram's pretty harmless, but it's just, it's so much just fluff. And when I look at my time as being very uh, limited in the days, as I have a, quite, a, quite a busy life right now, uh, is, it, is it worth the, the, the hour or two that I spend on these social media apps a day, minimum? Uh, no, uh, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think that there's no, and that's not to say that like every, Every moment of your day, you have to have some kind of reward or payoff. I'm not saying that. Like, you know, me watching a hockey game or a baseball game, there's no there's no payoff or, or you, know, some, you know, there's no, like, reward for that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that what are you doing in that time and what are you getting out of it um, necessarily? And I don't, I don't think there's any net positive. Uh, unless you're a celebrity or unless you are a public figure who uses these social media sites to um, promote themselves and to promote their work, which I am neither. Uh, why Why are you on some of these places? Like this is the thoughts that I've, that I've wrestled with for many, many times. And I've asked myself like, well, why am I on? Uh, why am I? Why? I mean, <laughs> is other than me going to Tom Woods' 2000th, um, event and maybe some of my birthday uh, activities and birthday celebrations I've done in the past. What a good and, and what is so necessary that I need to share it with the world? Like, I understand that I have a very close knit of people that follow me on Instagram and other platforms, and that's cool. But 
what is so groundbreaking that the whole world needs to know about this? You know, uh, I mean, that's just a question I asked for myself. And uh, I, I, it, these platforms perpetuate narcissism, which I find uh, one of the most evil things um, that society promotes nowadays. Remember, remember whenever narcissism was considered to be, you know, uh, unattractive and, 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 uh, and frowned upon in society, whereas now it's praised. You know, now it now it now it's it's the mainstream. It's all it is is narcissism, uh, and I, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of this addictive narcissistic culture that is that is perpetuated on on social media. Um, I I've I've long had the feeling that I, if I were to ever become famous, which I have no plans on doing that. This is I have no look. This podcast is small. I know who I'm talking to, and if that's all it stays, cool. My Substack small people few people read it that's awesome if it stays that way cool i have no i don't i don't have like ambitions to become uh, the next great podcaster the next joe rogan that's not my ambition it's not why i do this um but if i were to become famous i would want it to be based upon my opinions based upon my writing abilities based upon uh, my takes not because of some superficial reason that Oh, well, I, they had a, there's a, a funny picture of me and I become famous and go viral because of that. I, I, I would never want to become uh, popular because based on one superficial reason, which is why everybody else wants to is becomes, everybody wants to become famous because of some superficial reason that they, they, uh, they, they did a 10 second video of them dancing on TikTok, um, which I address in the article is not an ability. It is not talent. Please stop treating it as such. Um, whenever you have people on that platform who play the guitar or any kind of instrument or draw, paint, or do any sort of thing that's artistic, uh, you shaking your hips and waving your fists in the air is not dancing, so please stop it. That may sound like a boomer to me, uh, but this, 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 this culture of, you know, Andy Warhol once said, um, in the future, everyone will be world famous for 15 minutes. Gosh, if that is not true, uh... I, I don't know what is that's 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 all our culture is striving to be is just their their 15 minutes of fame 15 minutes of fame it's all we are going for and searching for so I am completely off of these platforms as of today I did um, those of you who follow on these platforms the I, I posted my phone number for everybody on these platforms um, if you need to contact me, that's how you're gonna do it for now on. If that's inconvenient, uh, uh, you know, I <laughs> I apologize, but that's just the move I am personally making. I'm getting off of all of these platforms. Um, with the caveat being that Twitter, I have archived. I'm waiting on Twitter to send me the archive of all my tweets because I'm getting a, I'm getting a zip file, so that way I can reference old things that I've said in the past if they're relevant again. I can go back and find them. Uh, Twitter, I still might use as a uh, platform to do research. Like if I need to pull um, a quote from, you know, uh, Tim Pool or Michael Malice, I may, I may go on there just for that. But the, the the idea of me scrolling through Twitter and me tweeting at people and getting into arguments is is over. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, <clears throat> the podcast will still be uploaded to my Twitter and to my Facebook. So if that's where you get the new episodes. Um, that'll still be posted there, but uh, the best way to 
to never miss an episode is just to follow the show on Spotify, follow the show on Apple Music or whatever podcast service you get it from. I think we're on all of them now. So that's where you got to do that. Um, as far as the Substack, if you're not subscribed to the Liberty Overdrive Substack, please get um, on the email list and because um, that's the best way to keep in touch of what I am uh, writing. So uh, this is this is this is going to be where I'm going to post all of my thoughts right now. I've got a couple um, things up that I have written, so that's the best way to get on there and to see what I'm writing. If you, I'm going to tell everybody if you want to comment or like something, if the post is put onto Facebook or Twitter and you comment or like it, I'm not going to see it. So if you want to interact with me, shoot me an email comment on the actual post and I will be happy to get back in touch with you on something. If you have questions or um, inquiries on something, best way to do it. I do want people who have already subscribed. And if you're listening, um, I have the option to send an email to about every single post, kind of like a newsletter. I know a lot of guys on Substack do this. If you want that, that's perfectly fine. I'll be happy to send an email for every single uh, posting that goes out. But if you don't want your email box bombarded by me that's okay too uh, I, I do know you can probably limit that to a certain degree but that's what I'm doing so I, I love Substack I, I'm moving there because I have a lot of tools a lot of power to to put my, my words out there and it is I like it's also gatekeeping as well um, you have to go searching out for what I want to write which I think is um, showcases those who are actually interested in what I'm saying uh, versus then just um, people on Twitter, just uh, that cancerous um, site, and Facebook I, I, is so gone. It, it's I go on there like once a week just to post the show, and that's about it. Uh, same thing with uh, Twitter now. Somebody doing, but um, that's the updates for the show. Um, get subscribed on to the Substack. Uh, I know that Substack is not going to censor me. They're not going to, they're not going to take down anything that I'm writing. Like some of the things that I've been writing about, uh, the vaccine, uh, passports and mandates and, um, some of the things I'm going to talk about later on today as well. I know that Facebook would have definitely had an issue and Twitter would have had an issue with me saying it, but I know on Substack, I can say whatever I want. Any sort of hot button, uh, political issue I can write freely on there. So that's why I'm moving there is because of that so go ahead and get subscribed the link will be in the description as well if you want to read my article about why i'm leaving social media that'll also be there so that is the life events that's the big announcement um i i, I thank everybody for the encouragement i thank everyone for just the continued love for uh what me and joe are trying to do i think it's awesome and i'm excited i'm excited for the future i'm excited for what me and joe have um, working and what we're going to be uh, doing in the future. I think um, I think I'm, uh, it's something I'm looking forward to greatly uh, as we got a lot of um, the future's bright, especially next year rolling into uh, uh, midterm elections. That's going to be a turmoil um, time. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, we're going to continue on with some of the things I want to talk about. Um Yesterday concluded the third day of deliberations for the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And, of course, we have no verdict. And they actually they actually dismissed the jury pretty early yesterday. I think it was like 4 o'clock 
here, which would have been, what, 3 o'clock in Wisconsin, I think. I think Wisconsin Central Time. Don't quote me on that. But uh, they uh, they got they got they got um um they got dismissed or they all they all left for the evening pretty early, which is usually not a pretty good sign for most of the uh, people that I've been reading from. And uh, so we don't really have any any news about what the holdup is on the deliberations. Three days is pretty long, and they're actually meeting right now. It's nine o'clock in the morning as I'm recording this, so they're meeting. They'll be they'll be um, doing more deliberations today, but the we don't really know exactly what the holdup is so far. I've heard speculation that it's between uh, one and two jurors that are kind of holding this process up. I don't know if, if they swing towards the guilty or non-guilty verdict, but we do have some news that the judge has banned MSNBC for the remainder of. The trial after one of their employees allegedly followed the jury bus on Wednesday evening. Dang. <laughs> uh, perhaps a little uh, jury intimidation, anybody? Uh, the judge called this deeply disturbing. He said, quote, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in the building. This is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is. But absolutely, it would go much further thinking that somebody was following a jury bus. That is an extremely serious matter and will be referred to the proper authorities. Dang. Wow. Uh... I mean, it's uh, it is a little funny that this entire news site has been so skewed to one side on this case that like there's there there's completely no uh it, it nuanced in this case at all. And even Chris Hayes has had to come out and admit that he was wrong on the coverage of this because they have been, I mean. Joy Reid made mockeries of him crying because, um, you know, there, there wasn't any visible tears, even though he was completely having a PTS uh, breakdown, as any as any veteran would tell you, um, and called him a vigilante. It's based on no evidence, based on the fact that maybe he was white and that he had a he, he was he was armed. So obviously he's a vigilante. There's, there's definitely no nuance there in that. And now that's your own employees for your company over there following jurors around um you know they're not following him around to make sure that he gets a non-guilty verdict oh no 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 oh no 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 that's not why they're following them around you know the 500 national guardsmen or the national guard troops that are on standby right now in kenosha they're not there in case of kyle gets a guilty verdict that's not why they're there we all we all know why they're there we all know why they're there because the because the, the media narrative of this is that he is this white supremacist vigilante, which is funny because he only shot white people. So I guess that's he's a white supremacist because he didn't shoot black people. Is that why? Was he discriminating against the other black people that were there? Is that is that the logic in this? Because I, I I don't know how you would I mean if it was opposite and if he only shot black people then 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 well, well yeah like I, I could I could possibly wiggle your way into that argument but he's a white supremacist because he's because uh, he probably supported Trump probably supported Trump even though he couldn't have voted for him oh, oh okay <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> I'm I'm having a hard time with the logic on all this 
because it, it it's, it's baffling to me. I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand it. But yeah, no, the the MSNBC has been kicked out of the kicked out of the courtroom, and they're not allowed inside the building, which is pretty big to pretty big in in, in this case for one of the major uh, news outlets to not be allowed to to have people inside reporting on the case. Dang, that's uh, that's crazy. But I think it's the right decision. I think the judge, look, I don't know why this jury is not sequestered. I don't know why this jury is allowed to go out into the public where you can have some lunatic try to dox or try to threaten uh, these jurors. Because it's not, because like, as I said before, it's not like there's not a uh, an agenda out there to to convict Kyle based on, based on this. Um, it, watching any sort of major news uh, outlet during the course of this case it's extremely easy to see that there is a clear bias there. And many of them have had to walk it back because of the, the facts from the case have not lined up with their agenda. But still, he's still guilty. They're not going to come out and admit, say, well, you know, I think, I think he should be acquitted based on the evidence, even though deep down inside, they really know he's probably innocent in all this. As I've said, um, hopefully we have an answer today. Um, if we have an answer today, maybe I will live stream tomorrow. Or if we have an answer tomorrow, I'll live stream it and talk about it. Maybe. We'll see. But as I, I wrote a little piece on my Substack about this. And I said, I think that the longer this goes on, I think the worse it's going to the worse the outcome's going to be either side. Um, I think if you continue, if you don't, if you don't get an answer by today or t- by tomorrow, Man, it's every time that the, the the judge come out, the judge comes out. There's breaking news across all these networks, across all of social media, breaking news, and and people are are waiting on the edge of their seats to hear a verdict because I think that both sides of this are are so entrenched in their positions, um, and I th- if one side doesn't get the right answer, I think it's going to be a meltdown on either side. If he's found guilty, you know, a lot of the people that are following this case and have been accurately reporting on it are going to question, well, well we, need, we need an explanation on to why you found him guilty because all the evidence points to him not being guilty. Clearly. Why didn't the judge throw this out whenever the prosecution withheld evidence that would have proved him innocent? I, you know, I... I Maybe maybe the judge is, is waiting to see if something like that is said, or maybe waiting until he, if he's found guilty, he'll, you know, throw it out. Maybe why isn't the judge called a mistrial on all this? And you clearly had the prosecution withholding evidence and tampering with evidence. You know, I I I, I don't know why that's not happened yet. And then if he's found innocent, as I think he is. That whole city is going to erupt because they didn't get their pound of flesh. They didn't get the evil Kyle Rittenhouse thrown away forever, locked behind a cage and thrown the key away. That's going to happen as well. That's why the, the National Guard is on standby. They're on standby if he's found guilty. What, those protesters are out there hoping he's found innocent? No, 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 no. 
The mob outside that's chanting guilty, guilty, guilty is not going to erupt if he's found guilty. They're going to they're going to get mad if he's found innocent. Because the because the media narrative initially about this entire situation has been false. So revive false. That's what we're waiting on. And I think each day that goes by, it's going to get worse. Because both sides are, are, are just building up all this tension. And if we don't find something out soon, you know, eventually, you know, we're going to have, have, have the result. And we're coming up on Thanksgiving here soon. And I, you know, I, I can't see this going much farther than Thanksgiving. Eventually, eventually we, we got to come to a conclusion on this. And, you know, the, the fate of an 18-year-old and of a city is hanging in the balance here. It's very dangerous. I, I pray that the correct outcome occurs as far as the verdict. And I pray that there's no violence that comes from this. Because I don't want violence. You know, if, if I had my choice, man, I don't want to see anybody dead on either, either, either side of this. I don't want to see any destroyed property. It's not what I'm about. Um, I'll leave the article that describes the whole MSNBC um, being banned. But, uh... Yeah, it's uh, it is telling, and it is it's dangerous. I think it's gonna be uh, mm. it's it, it looks it looks rough, it, it looks very very rough. So we're gonna just stand by. I will uh, I will try my best to put something out once I get more information, but until then, uh, I don't have anything. So I just uh. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Okay. Let's continue on. So, remember the whole transparency argument in the, about the vaccine? How it's been proven, it's been tested. We all know that it's safe because the FDA said so. Okay. And you're not allowed to come out and question it and say, well, you know, maybe... Maybe we should take some more look at this. Maybe I would like to wait and see the data. It's a completely fair argument. I had anybody who's against this, you know, who could be against more information? Who could be against that? I mean, I'm not. But if someone were to say, "Hey, I'm going to wait until this vaccine is out and to see the effects on people before I take it." Because let's be honest, most healthy people not really at risk from this disease I caught the disease it was a pretty rough week but I'm fine I I got my natural antibodies I am as protected as can be I have antibodies got tested for them so you can shut up if you're questioning me but even if you were a little bit nervous like a little bit but but you still wanted more data to come out from the vaccine you still wanted Pfizer and these other companies to to um, to release information. And that's pretty reasonable. I don't think anyone would, would disagree with that. Well, the FDA wants 55 years to release information regarding Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. You know, I'm going to go out and just say that 55 years is a, is a pretty substantially long time. The FDA is asking for 55 years to wait to release the information for the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm not making this up. This is a real article. This is really happening. 
The U.S. government has agreed to pay Pfizer $5.3 billion to develop the COVID-19 treatment. I'm going to read the article. The FDA wants until 2076 to release the 330,000 pages of documents, according to a filing made by the Freedom of Information Act request. The government wants to release 500 pages a month, citing need to redact exempt material. With this contingency, the entire the entirety of the document would not be available to the public for 55 years. But yeah, I'm supposed to just line up and be like, oh yeah, I trust the FDA on this. It's FDA approved, Jacob. You're not allowed to question the vaccine anymore. Well, whenever the own FDA approval, the own agency, I'm supposed to just uh, just bend over and just and just accept uh, wants to wait basically half of, well, I'm 25 now, so until I am 80 years old, I'm not going to know all of the information on this until I'm 80. Hmm. I'm going to have to vote no on this one, I'm afraid. But, like, who in their right mind would, who in their right mind looks at this and says, hey, that seems pretty reasonable. 55 years to release all the data for a vaccine that's being mandated to every man, woman, and child above the age of five? In one way or another, as we are closely headed to. In the state of California, you can't go to school without this thing. Most workplaces, you can't work without this thing based on the employer's mandate. Not allowed, not allowed to travel. Can't go to concerts. Can't go to can't go to uh, uh, sporting events in some places in America. You can't even go and buy a freaking sandwich in the city of New York City. Can't go to the grocery store. Can't go to the gym without showing that you've had this thing. But yeah, Wait fifty. Wait until the year 2076 to know all of the information about it. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. Call me anti-vaxxer. Fine. I, don't, I really don't care. I'm not going to sit here and wait till I'm 80 years old to find out all the information about this thing. And it's not like they could release it all right now. They, they, they could. But why do you think they're even waiting? Why do you think that they're even um, taking this long? Is it maybe because, you know, they don't really want to release this information? You know, what's the old saying that we were told under the Patriot Act? Well, if you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to worry about. So what's the big deal, guys? Come on. Come on. The fact that Pfizer have five billion dollars in funding for this thing, and the fact that this that this vaccine is going to be the most profitable medical treatment for the pharmaceutical for the pharmaceutical industry ever. I'm gonna say that again. The COVID vaccines are the most profitable medical treatment in the history of mankind. More profitable than anything that's ever been made. This this will make Pfizer more money. But Jacob, it's free. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're making so much money off of it. Because, you know, you be, you may not pay the CVS tech or whoever to uh, to go and take this or to go and get your shot, but your but your printed dollars are are being sent to the these 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 companies to to produce and to manufacture and to research them. So yes, you end up paying for it. 
You know the inflation we're experiencing right now? Yeah, there you go. That's a that's a part of it. They're also working on a new uh a new uh, a, a treatment, a new uh, pill or whatever that's supposed to be a treatment for it. I guess that's uh, uh Pfizer has asked the Food and Drug Administration on Tuesday to authorize an emergency use of an experimental pill which is shown to significantly cut the rate of hospitalizations and deaths among people with coronavirus. You know, I w- I'm not spe- speculation, but I wonder if it's just ivermectin. I've I've heard it's not, but like, wouldn't that just be the ultimate irony? You come out against this thing, and then just get to repackage uh, a new drug. Um, where was this pill? I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and just say maybe. I'm not I'm not a biopharmacist or whatever. I'm not even a pharmacist, but perhaps maybe a pill that would. Uh, do that maybe might be a bit easier to make than a vaccine. I know vaccines are extremely difficult to make. So maybe that pill would have been nice, you know, last year whenever we had the massive surge of cases and whatnot. But yeah, 2076, you're going to have to wait to find out all the information about. Uh, so if you're 25 like me, you'll have to find out until, so if you went and got this, this jab or whatever, You'll have to wait until you're 80 to find out all the information about it. That's comforting to know. Uh, that'll make you sleep well at night. Something else that's been going on here recently is uh, I wrote about this on my Substack. Took some screenshots of um, different tweets. Which, by the way, if you... Uh, there's, there's a great... Um, there's a great guy to follow on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, it's um, um, Ian MSSC at... E-M- E-M-N-S-C. He is uh, he posts all these great charts about COVID and cases, and they're just brilliant. And he puts all these different dates to showcase context of of, of the, the case risings or, or, or lowerings in that matter. But uh, in this matter, we're seeing the opposite effect. He pulls up the countries of Germany, Ireland, and Austria. Which we're going to talk about Austria in just a second. But, uh, well, first of all, we'll, we'll just go to the uh, Germany. So Germany um, had a um, Atlantic article posted about them um, about three weeks ago that said uh, these were the, these were the, the, um, the uh, methods that were being used to beat COVID, quote. They cited uh, masks and vaccine passports. These are the reasons why we're beating COVID. Uh, since that article came out, um, the cases have been up 6,000% since the summer. So, uh, uh, do you want to retract that article? Cases are, are at basically an all-time high in the country of Germany, even though they have a mask mandate, even though they got a vaccine passport. I don't, I don't know how that makes sense. Here we go. Ireland. Ireland introduced a vaccine passport in late July. Cases are up 275% since the vaccine passport. 94% of everyone over the age of 18 is at least partially vaccinated. How is that making sense? Let's go further. Austria. Austria has a vaccine passport with at least 80% of, of adults at least partially vaccinated and higher quality masks are required. Since then, cases are up 3,700%. All-time high. How is that possible? 
And this is coming on the heels as Austria becomes the first country in Europe to impose a vaccine mandate and returns to lockdown for those who are unvaccinated. Well, you know, here we go, folks. If you haven't learned by now, I, 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 I don't know how to help you. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to help you on this one. If you weren't hoodwinked on 14 days, let's love this. But if you weren't hoodwinked on wear a mask for six weeks and we can be over this. If you weren't hoodwinked on well, once the vaccine's available, we can just go back to life as normal. Folks, the vaccine has been out for a year now. It has been available. Anyone could have taken it. Here we go. Countries are mandating this thing. And they are gaslighting us on the fact that this is the way out, even though whenever we reach this arbitrary numbers, Fauci said, well, it's 70, 80 percent of the country is fully vaccinated. We'll start seeing cases go down. Remember that bull crap from many months ago when he said we need at least 80 percent vaccine? OK, I got countries that have reached your arbitrary number and the cases are still going up. How do you explain that? You can't you can't blame this on Trump supporters because I'm pretty sure in the country of Germany, not a whole lot of Trump supporters out there, not a whole lot of Republicans. Florida does not exist in Germany, as I covered last podcast, about how Florida and Georgia are, 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 are some of the lowest transmission rates in the country with some of the lowest vaccination rates in the country. How does that make sense? How does it make sense that you have countries that have over 80% vaccinated are seeing these insane cases? Maybe you just come out and say, I was wrong. Maybe you come out and say, we don't really know the effectiveness of these vaccines. We don't really know the transmission quality. I'm seeing articles about how there's no difference in viral loads between those who are vaccinated and those who are unvaccinated. I wish you would just come out and say that. Because we're all, we're, we, we are all on to you. We all know your games. You're not fooling me on this. it's it's so over it's done and if you're still falling for this and if you're still in those people that says well if you just get vaccinated we'll, we'll come out of this okay i've got countries that have reached these goals these arbitrary goals and look and, and look what we're seeing so so please 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 tell me tell, tell me where do we go now Ireland has at least 95% are partially vaccinated. They're doing they're 300% increase in cases. You explain this to me because I go, look, I'm not the one making these claims. It's these idiots who tell me, Jacob, you're not getting vaccinated. You're part of the problem. Okay, explain this to me because you're the one making the argument. I'm not. You need to explain this to me. I look. I'll be happy. It's on my sub stack. Leave a comment and explain to me why these are happening. Because I would I, I would love to hear I love to hear your explanation. Austria has a N95 mask mandate. They have a vaccine passport. Please tell me. I'll be happy. But if you're gonna sit here and you're gonna legislate policies that threaten and impose violence on people that's so it's it's a necessary 
um, disruption of your of your personal freedoms, as Fauci said. You know, we have to. I'm gonna paraphrase. We have to impose on people's personal freedoms for, for the good of society. Okay, fine. Where's your results? Nothing that man has said has ever come true. Nothing that man has said, as far as prediction wise, has ever happened. So please, if you're gonna suspend the First Amendment rights and you're gonna suspend, um, uh, many other uh, 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 rights that are found in the Bill of Rights and many other natural rights of human beings, if you're gonna suspend that, you better have a dang good reason. That is so dire to the nation and so dire. This is why, this is why, as Michael Malice has said, there needs to be some serious consequences for what has happened. There needs to be a, a Nuremberg-style tribunal for, for the, the, the heinous crimes against humanity that have gone on from this pandemic. You know, I've always, I've long said that if Cuomo or de Blasio or Gavin Newsom or Whitmore or Fauci or Biden, any one of these people, something bad were to happen to them, you know, of course I would condemn it. I'm not encouraging violence. I'm not encouraging any sort of action against these people. I will never do that. But if something were to happen, I'd be like, well, what do, what do, what do you want me to do about it? You lock people up for over a year. You tell them they can't work. They can't go to the grocery store without taking a medical procedure. And then you, and, and then you have the audacity to be like, why are you mad at me? Why did this happen to me? I'm not going to come to your aid, even though I'll condemn it and say, don't do that. I'm not going to come to your aid on this one. You did this to yourself. I don't know how many episodes I need to do. I don't know how many things I need to write on Twitter, which there's plenty of things to go back on my Twitter and go look at. I don't know how many Substack posts I need to make to showcase how wrong these people have been. I don't know what else I need to do. And if you're still, still on this train of just, hey, if everyone wore, if everyone just stayed home for 14 days, it'd be gone. If everyone just wore a mask for six weeks, it'd just be gone. If everyone just, if we just vaccinate the elderly, it'd be gone. If we just vaccinate everybody, it'd be gone. I don't know what else you need to do. We have moved the goalposts so far that we are in the next county on the goalposts. That's a pretty far kick. I, I I don't know. And I think I'm getting to the point with some of these people out there that I'm going to just do the do what Malice has told us all to do and just smile, wave, and walk away. Because we are at that point with some people that they are so far gone that they have fully bought into this narrative. And these experts have been wrong every step of the way. All their predictions have been wrong about this. That I don't know where else to go from here. If it's people in your family, people in your friend group, not saying you can't be friends with these people, not saying that at all, but at some point you got to just smile and wave and say, I, I, I can't help you. You are, you are so far gone down this narrative, there's nothing I can do to help you. Um, last little bit I kind of want to talk about was a white pill. This is it's a, it's a great moment for liberty. A small victory for liberty, sure. But nevertheless, it is a victory for liberty. And um, 
guys, well, we, uh, we kind of did it. Breaking news, OSHA suspends implementation and enforcement of vaccine mandate after legal challenge. Guys, this, this is a small win right here. This is a reason for celebration, I think, in my opinion. That, that now we, uh, we have an opportunity to maybe take a big deep breath, but at the same time, stay vigilant. Because maybe this, because even though this win is small, and even though this is a moment to celebrate and a moment to be, to have a little bit of a white pill moment, um, it's not a moment to, to let our guard down and to stop doing what, what, we're, what we're all doing and keeping pressure on the state. It says here, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration within the Department of Labor suspended the implementation and enforcement of the White House's COVID vaccine mandate this week after the order was challenged in the U.S. Court of Appeals. So the Fifth Circuit, I believe, Court of Appeals uh, struck this down, questioning its, con con its constitutionality, which <laughs> I don't know why we need to even debate the constitutionality of this. Uh, there is no constitutional basis for the executive branch of the federal government to be doing this. But then again, you're all talking about OSHA, which on its very own merit doesn't have any constitutionality to exist either. So that's a whole nother um, thing as well. Uh, Thomas Massey on Twitter wrote that they've that they've suspended it according to the website. You didn't see a whole lot of press from this. You know, I found this out because of Tim Pool talked about it, and Thomas Massey, of course, also tweet, tweeted this out. That's where I found out about it. The president's order issued in September mandated all private businesses with more than 100 employees required the COVID-19 vaccine for workers with few exceptions. The mandate is expected to begin on January 4th pending future future legal challenges such as this. Now, that doesn't mean that necessarily um, this is over with, which is why I'm saying to be to be vigilant. Like, yes, this is a victory, but... We still need to stay we still need to stay vigilant on this because there is a chance that another court could uphold this or could reverse the standing of this, which is why we need to be vigilant. So of course, celebrate. Say, hey, we got one on, we got one on the state. I think it's important. A little bit of a breather, absolutely. But at the same time, we need to just just Keep, keep and maintain the fact that we're not out of this yet. Because we're not. We still got some work to do. They still are imposing this. Many places, many cities around America are still imposing this. But maybe there's a bit of hope. That hopefully, even though I hate using the court system to do this. Maybe there's hope out there that we can get through this. And get, and get, uh, and get out of this. Because that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that we, I mean, I, I'd prefer, I'd prefer that we get out of this through um, peaceful means, and through secession. I think that would be awesome. But if we're not able to, uh, you know, the, the, the courts is one avenue, but I think so many people, uh, so many people are, are living and dying by the courts and that's how they're going to do. They're going to die by it. I think there's other methods of going about this. 
which is why I think if Brian Kemp had any stones to him, the, they were to pass this uh, mandate, he says, hey, we're not going to recognize it in the state of Georgia. We're not going to do this, which is what I'd hope for. Because that's, that's a very peaceful way to go about it. You know, feds are not welcome in the state of Georgia. You need to leave. We're not going to recognize this. We're not going to recognize uh, anything coming from OSHA in regards to the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. But we shall see. You'll see. I think the Sixth Circuit's picking it up. So we will have to wait and see what they do with it. But in the meantime, maybe let out a big, a big sigh of relief because... Uh, this is a moment to do that. And it's also a moment that if you work for any company who's, you know, following this and they say, oh, well, you know, you got to take this vaccine because it's an OSHA requirement. You could say, no, show them this article and say, you know, if you want to mandate this because it's the company's position and not because they're um, uh, in in obedience with any sort of government uh, policy, then that's fine. Like, that's a different argument. But if you're saying, I have to take this because the government's telling me, nope, not, not the case. That is, uh, that is, you are fake news, fake. So maybe some companies will back off. Maybe some companies will, uh, will say, well, the government's not making us do it, so we're not going to uh, follow it. Which is what I hope for. Uh, I hope that that's the case. And I hope that some companies, which I mean, I hope that some companies uh, had some stones to them too and said, hey, we're not going to recognize this. See you in court. But what are you going to do about it? So, folks, that is going to be the podcast for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you really enjoyed what you heard on this show, please consider joining the website, patreon.com. Get the show a day early by being a paid subscriber there. Um. And you can support the show financially, which we would greatly appreciate. I write exclusively at my Substack, libertyoverdrive.substack.com, is where you can get all my thoughts on the world and uh, different uh, writings of that kind. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this Substack yet. We are going to uh, just, we're gonna experiment with it and see what see what uh, what what I like to do with it. But if you enjoy it and if you want to become a subscribed person, there it's completely free. It just subscribing just gets you all the emails uh, when I post something new. You get an email about it so you can read along and keep up to date with my thoughts and opinions on the world around us. You also can buy a t-shirt at, at our Teespring store. So it's, it's another way to support the show. I've got some got a cool design there. Maybe I might do a, I might do a, a Liberty Overdrive uh, shirt as well. I have I have the template. I just got to go there and just make make the shirt. That'd be kind of a cool one. Mm, we'll see. I might do one like that. It'd be kind of cool. Um, anything else? You can follow me on Twitter, I guess. I mean, if you want to just go back and art, read my archives. I mean, I'm, I'll still link them in the description. Just know I'm not going to be active on them. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be it. So as far as the show for next week, I know me and Joe are planning on doing a Monday episode. But with Thanksgiving coming up, I don't know what we're doing for the Friday one. I don't don't expect in a Friday episode. And then the following week is the week before we go on vacation. So we'll we'll do a Monday episode, but that might be all we have for the first two weeks of December. So I will still be writing on my Substack, even though I'm on vacation. I'll still be keep up to date with the news. So if you want to follow along the Substack and maybe I'll post pictures of what we're doing, probably not, but you know, 
We'll see. Uh, maybe me wearing uh, maybe me wearing the Standing Brothers shirt while I'm in Florida. <laughs> we might I might do that because uh, I'm I'm planning on bringing the shirt. So be a lot of fun. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share this with your friends. This is the best way to get the show out there. Follow on Spotify and Apple Music everywhere else you listen to podcasts. I will see you guys on Monday. And as always, do something awesome, positive this week, and uh, make an impact anywhere you can. That's the mission. That's the goal of the show. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Roger, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.